Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Charles Yamat, and I'm joined by... Andy K. In the same room. So please, please be ready, James, um, for me to be talking in the background and you can't hear me. I hate you. Uh, hey, but hey, guess what? What? We don't have any time for our bullshit. There's too many stories no! again. <laughs> That's right, baby. We got too many stories to go over. And we're going to start with the, with the biggest one, which is Grand Theft Auto 6 has leaked. Yup. Um, earlier uh, this week, or last early last week? I've forgotten the time. Though. No, it was yesterday. It was, yesterday. This week. It was like it was yeah, over it was, the weekend. It was over the weekend. You're right. Yep. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> a user who was also behind the recent hack of Uber mm-hmm. has dumped nearly 100 videos online claiming to show development footage of Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, a lot of it shows a uh, white male pill playable character as well as the rumored female protagonist um that according to the leaks is also white no i was just expecting more diversity no she's hispanic andy or latinx i should say yeah she's latinx oh i can't zoom zoom in all right i'm zooming in closer Look, look at her swarthy latin skin oh oh i was going off of the promo image no. Oh, the promo image isn't the same character. Whoopsies. Yeah. Well, cool then. Okay. I think that's cool. Yeah, My the, uh, some of the videos uh, show um, the characters shooting up, a, uh, robbing a diner, um, passenger shooting mechanics, uh, and interior car modeling, which is very, which was very detailed for some reason. Um, man, this is a lot. <laughs> this was a lot. I mean, GTA, generally speaking, is one of the more closed knit like uh, things because a because take two love suing people, <laughs> love suing people. Um, oh no, I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, they're they not going to let you get away with this. Uh, the the uh, the leaker ha- made a Twitter post today, I believe, saying that. He is in contact with Rockstar about next steps. <laughs> he, I, I believe, he says that he has the source code as well. So, wait. We'll oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. This would also be Not that the game is set in Vice City, a modern day Vice City as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, all the things that we had heard about from leaks are true. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I am looking to negotiate a deal, quote unquote. GTA leaker says they've woken up to thousands of messages. Hmm? What? There's like nothing to negotiate, unless it's actually unless he actually he's saying that he has more. He has more, and he's <laughs> threatening to release more of it. I mean, like you're already you already fucked them over. What what else would you really <laughs> pay more of? Um, and this, of course, has led to a great internet discourse of. <laughs> It doesn't look great. Yeah. Graphics are the first thing they finish in a game. Um, so, yeah, the, this is interesting. It's interesting um, because we've had this conversation many times about how, you know, movies will announce they're going to they've like purchased a script and they're going to make it in 10 years mm-hmm. while games are like, we can't say anything until we're six months out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is kind of why, right? Because people don't understand how game development works. They don't understand what alpha builds are. They don't understand how to look at a game in progress and see, you know, what can be fixed or what isn't done yet versus what is troubling. Right. Ugh, so you have a lot of, the backseat critiquing right it's just yeah. like it's easy why don't you do this and it's like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. it is that simple. uh they should be able to solve that with a special variable here and it should just change an update every time it moves it's so simple i don't it's think so simple <laughs> it's so simple um <laughs> also uh like five like what high school level programming class oh that you got God, yeah 
Oh, also, by the way, this leak is essentially confirmed because Rockstar did put out a message oh. uh, in classic twit longer format. They put <laughs> a white text on a black screen on Twitter. Uh, quote, we recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally access, accessed and downloaded confirmation confidential information from our systems including early early development footage for the next grand theft auto at this time we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects we are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. all in this way Mm -hmm. our work on the next grand theft auto game will continue as planned and we will remain as committed as ever to delivering experience to you our players Mm -hmm. The whales the sh- <laughs> that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon. And, of course, we'll probably introduce you to this next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. The Rockstar Games team. So basically, yeah, this is them going, yeah, this is real. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. this. I, I saw some conversation around this again, like, you know, calling, like, leaking and you know like getting this information the leaking in the information journalism and it's like these companies owe you nothing and they get to tell you information when they want right and i feel like for me it just opened up this wound i have of people trying to justify that game leaking is okay and that we should know it and it's important it's not important these are toys this, these are toys. We don't worry. We don't deserve information on toys. Let them tell us when they want. And again, I'd also like to also equate this to the, you know, the sad state of gaming journalism where people can't tell the difference between what is journalism and what isn't um, <laughs> simply for the fact of, well, one thing, you know, if this is journalism, it has to first start with breaking a bunch of legal agreements and, <laughs> and you know, depending on your method of getting this information, hacking or some other stuff, um, which isn't always journalism. Journalism is not always trying to get the illegal scoop. Yeah. Um, well, yes and no. I mean, like, source protection is a thing, right? So, yeah. but this, I mean, this was someone did an illegal act and posted it on a public forum. And which allows the company. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I'm not saying it's right. Right. Uh, but what I'm saying is like, jur- it, at that point, there's no integrity issue for journalism, sure. right? They're reporting events that have happened. Yeah. It, what you get into trouble with with journalism is when you encourage someone to break the law <laughs> to, to tell a story. Right. Right. And that, well, and I don't think yeah. that's conflicted with anything Andy and I have said. Mm. No, 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 no. I'm just, well, it's it's just the weird argument, like because, like you said, they're they're reporting on an illegal activity, so who the heck cares? But it's just going further of you know working with people inside the company to get the details and leaking it and being the exclusive story of this company's working on this game and these are the you know leaked screenshots and I don't know, it just makes me sad. I yeah. want the surprise. I want the element. Of surprise, but wasn't that what E3 was for? And we don't have E3 anymore, so leak it all. What do I care? I mean, <laughs> this also, is all your fault, Jeff Keely. <laughs> this is all your fault. I mean, also, right? Um, they haven't. They didn't release a new GTA on the entire PS4 Xbox One cycle, so you know people are a little hungry, right? And I, I can understand that. Um, they should have at but, least given us those promo images just at least do that. Although they're not showing the same characters. So maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. But all I really looked at was like those fun art drawings they do. Do you have that on here? Or, no, 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 not that. That's just the 3D render. See, like the classic GTA, you know, 2D art. I love that crap. Just show us that. I, think I want that's, to think about all the characters they could be. I think that's an image from Vice City Stories. I'm not sure. Yeah. And to be fair, oh, I think the the art style for GTA changed. Was it after GTA 4? At GTA 4? Uh, like before, it used to be more... 
more three, flat Yeah, San right. Andreas into four, it kind of changed. And, and then like this. Like yeah, five, and then five was like an evolution of four, yeah. Also, the stuff I was looking at wasn't even from GTA 6. <laughs> well, then this is yeah. the first time I'm looking at GTA 6 leaks. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was going to be my follow-up question, which was, have you guys, did you guys watch any of the footage or anything? No. I was just looking at art that was apparently from different games, and it was just white people. <laughs> Um, uh, for me, no, I didn't. Yeah, I think I watched like five seconds of a thing. Someone walking through a diner, and I just went, "Yeah, it's uh, that looks like a dev build." And then I just ignored. It. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, it's not going to tell me anything. I don't care. Well, <laughs> I mean, the fact that they cut, were cut out in the cutting room floor when they go, we don't have enough time to do the interior design thing, and then they're just going to cut it out, and I'll be like, "Yep, sure." <laughs> My hope is. Because the best part of GTA Five were the heists, right? I think we can sure. all agree on that. Yeah. Um, so my hope is like with this diner stick up they're doing there, they're building maybe more of a heist centric storyline. Okay. Like five, five obviously, right? All the big showpieces were heists, but like to have all of the missions kind of based around heists feels like it'd be more in, like that's more of what people want, right? Mm-hmm. So we've had that's, what, that's what I, 15, 20 years of escort missions. We yeah. don't need more. Yeah. Let's get some heists. Yeah. Like just planning. Yeah. planning. I mean, like, and that's oh, like, you know, doing a diner stick up is obviously like a beginning one. Yeah. And, and also there's been a lot of talk about these two, like protect the male and the female protagonists, like aping kind of a Bonnie and Clyde storyline. Right. And that'll eventually end up with sticking up banks. Right. So, oh man, I hope I, I kind of don't want them to know each other. I'd rather just be like separate storylines for each person. Um, mostly because I just don't, I find that video games stories aren't necessarily fully matured yet when it comes to writing a dynamic between a male and female character that isn't also a romance. Um, I So I, you know, just to play it safe, I would like them not to know each other and therefore not pretend that they might fall in love with each other. In which case it gets very there's a high chance it's not written very well oh i would like that yeah that's that have them not fall in love i a purely professional relationship mm-hmm. of heists and now i'm trying to think what's a male female duo that's written well i remember the prince of persia the ps3 one had a really i think the script won an award but I think they were kind of in love, and that's no fun. <laughs> like, I want them to not fall in love. There's more important things going on. Well, let's let's all hope for this. Was that leaked, James? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll just hope. I'll just hope. Well, we know what she looks like. Do we know what he looks like? Um, sort of. Not really. Oh, okay. Well, um. I so we have that leak, right? Mm-hmm. And then in probably the most well-timed leak in history for the company who had their shit leaked, mm. 58 minutes of Diablo 3 <laughs> or Diablo 4 oh. leaked. Oh. <laughs> um, How do we So I looked at a screenshot of that and it looked like Diablo. So what did we I mean it's, it's gonna week? it's gonna look like Diablo. I mean that's the thing, right? Um was this also so, the kid who hacked Grand Theft Auto? No, it wasn't. This one's an even better story. So, um, there seems to be a friends and family uh, Diablo test going on right now. Okay. And um, someone was just streaming it on Discord. And seemingly someone just joined the call and started recording the person who was streaming it. <gasps> As evidenced by the fact, as you can see, it says like preview test build and it has like the ID number plastered everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's great for uh, Blizzard because no one gives a shit because GTA 6 leaked the same day. <laughs> I mean, you know I, I, that's fair. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, go ahead. They have their name as a watermark. 
like with no, it's not their name, but it has an ID. Oh, okay. So the ID number is probably traced back to who has it. I've been I've been in like WoW alphas before, and you get assigned an ID. So oh. wait, so was this like a vulnerability exploit in Discord? Oh, this was this was no somebody was streaming it, and they joined the call and just started recording it. The Discord <laughs> call. Yeah. yeah, the Discord call. Presumably somebody they know. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, you know how it, when we're in a Discord and then someone decides to... Yeah, okay. that server could just join and watch? I was going to say, that was a big problem with WebEx for a while, is you could just join people's meetings. If you didn't have a password, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. was part of some of those meetings, and it's creepy because someone will just join, and then you'll say, oh, who just joined? <laughs> And then it'll just be empty and silent and everyone needs to leave. And you wonder about all the secrets they heard. So, okay. Anyway. Now I was worried that discord had an exploit. No, but it's just a mean friend. They're not a real friend. I mean, I guess not. You shouldn't have been well, streaming. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I'm family. sure somewhere in the NDA, I'm sure it probably said no, or don't game stream. This. It's friends anyway. and family. Uh, but anyway, you can. Uh, so, well, they're not friends or family then. So the gameplay, as I said, 58 minutes, you know, it's Diablo, right? At the end of the day, there's not this isn't revealing a ton. <laughs> um, I would say it looks very clean. They have support for this is uh, the person who's playing it, playing it on an ultra wide monitor, which nice that they have ultra wide support because it's a game that, you know, it benefits from having kind of full screen real estate. UI looks clean. There's some dev textures. Um, shows a lot of the climbing and jumping mechanics as they've talked about before trying to make the levels more vertical so you're kind of have like different height levels to the maps and i don't know it just looked nice it looks like a, a much prettier diablo 3 and frankly that's all i kind of want out of diablo 4 what do you two have to say about this well, it's diablo it is diablo that's it burning hell <laughs> oh oh that's right we don't like blizzard yeah, yeah yeah but every day we get closer i'm hoping this game will be out by the time microsoft owns activision oh i guess that's fair actually is that making a difference for you guys no the mic so that does <laughs> well, no. the second bobby when bobby Kodak no longer works there which yeah. will probably be very quickly um <laughs> but bobby Kodak didn't cause all the plot problems at blizzard he was, I mean, he defended the, what was it, the lead of, like, Call of Duty Studio, who was, I can't remember, was it, he, like, threatened a female developer or something like that? And he's like, yeah, no, 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 he's but, fine. Yeah, but, you know, Andy's, <laughs> what Andy's saying is there were other people caused the act first, and then Bobby Kotick would go there to cover yeah, it up. I mean, like, the, the yeah. roots are all over the place, right? But, I mean, um, and the, I, I, would, I think the oh, other issue I just have is that Diablo Immortal came out to incredibly exploitive uh, mechanics and rule sets, and they were fine with it. The developers of Diablo. Uh, so well, that was a different little Wyatt Cheng just still saying as the director of Immortal, who still worked for Activision Blizzard, that was okay. just like, no, it's fine. <laughs> Guys, it's not important gear. If yeah. you remember that Twitter. Oh, I do. Hilarious. Oh. And he I mean, that's Activision Blizzard. Yeah, I mean, I would say two things is Microsoft is a pretty um, well buttoned up organization. They're not going to they will fire your ass in a second if they think you're a liability. They don't mm -hmm. care. So I'm hoping that'll make some institutional changes in Blizzard and Activision. Clean, but clean house. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, not necessarily clean house, but it's like it's like everyone's like listen we all have a clean slate but i swear to god if i hear one thing you're out uh, uh but well, i just hope there's still talent there right is well, i mean even good at anything anymore we'll see with overwatch you soon <laughs> that's true and we'll see with diablo 4 thanks to this um family betrayal I mean, yeah, it looks it, I'm watching it and it looks fun and I want to play it. Um, but I also love Diablo. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I think the uh, to Charles's point, like how they end up monetizing it is really going to be what decides if this game is good or not. Like, remember, Diablo three sucked for like the first year and a half of its existence because of the real money auction house. So did they get rid of that. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not real money anymore. Yeah. A lot of no. They got rid of that. Like they got rid of that right before the X pack with the Necromancer came out. Um, uh oh. And how then are, they. And, hmm? How's Blizzard going to exploit Diablo Four then? Well, that's the question, Andy. <laughs> we we don't have expansion packs anymore. That doesn't exist. Well, I mean, Diablo has a great system. Like Diablo has a great system of doing seasons already. Like Diablo was one of like the first game series that did like seasons you know like oh, what would be battle know. passes today but like they still do it for diablo 3 which is like every three to four months they release a new season where you have like seasonal objectives they change something in the core gameplay like right. treasure goblins have exactly. double spawns or we introduce this new buff that does this or something like that so uh, it, it keeps the gameplay fresh um i could see them tying some of that stuff to a battle pass or something like that if it's not too egregious i'd be okay with it but we'll have to see okay yeah i so. guess i won't be playing it but not even for moral reasons it's you just, will because i'll make you make all of you play it i just don't uh, wanna, i tried path of exile you're also gonna get it for free with game pass um no i'm not james I don't have Game Pass. <laughs> oh, but you will, Andy. You no. will. I refuse. Yeah, I don't know. I, my thing with... I've said this before, I think, in earlier episodes, but yeah. you know, you can't let me see past the curtain too much because once I see past the curtain, it's not, that's all I ever see. And, that's fair. You know, and with this, yes, they made a newer, updated Diablo 3, and that's what I see it as. It's, like, it's just more of the same. You can't let me realize it's more of the same. I mean, Diablo. Once I mean, I realize it's more of the same. It's I leave it. I let's say I played Magic the Gathering for almost twenty years, and then I stopped playing it once I realized it's more of the same. <laughs> hey, this, it can be fun. What if it's? What if? Oh God, this microphone. But what if it's still fun? It. I. That's the hope, right? That. It, yeah. I mean, I'll. I'll still play. I'll play a Diablo three season here or there. Um, when a new one comes out, because it's frankly, it's just fun. It's it's very mindless. It's very, it's almost zen like in a way. Sure. Uh, just like painting what, miniatures. Isn't that right, Charles? Sure. Oh, it's so exact. It's so interesting how you could paint miniatures. Bless all those people that do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and to go back, though, I agree. Once it is still fun. But. Mm. My source of fun is the idea that anything can happen in certain games. And once I realize it's going to be more of the same, then I go, oh, only seven things can happen. <laughs> and then I go, oh, well. Oh, I wonder, is it one of these seven? Oh, it is. Never. Okay. But what if you get a new piece of gear, which unlocks a new gear set, which allows you to complete a rift challenge but one lets, minute faster? It lets me kill things uh, uh, faster. And I go, oh, yeah, it's dead. <laughs> uh, and I go. Oh, I think it's fun. Don't don't I'm, like like I said. Just don't let me see the veil. Oh, uh, okay. I'm willing to you know not realize that that's all I'm doing. But now that I realize it, it's hard to find it fun. Isn't well maybe maybe MMO? Isn't every yes. MMO just killing things faster? That's why it's yes. MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare talk about Final Fantasy 14 like that, says Charles. Well, no. Like I said, right? Like. For Final Fantasy fourteen, the thing that makes it different is there's a story there, and I play sure. for the story. Mm-hmm. I don't try. I don't try to grind for fucking whatever for it. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm up to the story, I don't play for a while. Mm-hmm. I um, like the story of Diablo, though. I don't. Well, here's the problem: at the, by the end of Diablo three, I go, "What else can you do?" And then you go, "Oh, it's going to be Lilith weaker than the three prime evils." And I go, well, "Then it's dead." <laughs> when she. But she's going to absorb their power. No, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> we have too much. We have killed the the prime evil when she got. They all combined together, putting it on a demon that was weaker than them, and giving it to her is not going to make her think make think it's going to be weaker than us, somehow better than us. But well, but maybe Charles. We have <laughs> we have other we have other things to talk about, so we're oh. gonna skip past shitting on Diablo and Diablo Four, um, which is maybe Charles. You won't see the veil of the newly announced Iron Man game oh. from Marvel Entertainment and Motive Studio, um, and this actually gets back to an interesting discussion of how secretive um, video game companies are. Uh, Marvel slash Disney in here being like, 
yeah, we're going to start a Iron Man video game. It's going to development now, so you'll probably see it in about four to five years. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they did a press release today um, in collaboration with EA and Motive Studio. They will be releasing a... It's now in early development. The game will feature an original narrative that taps into the rich history of Iron Man, channeling the complexity, charisma, and creative genius of Tony Stark and enabling the players to feel what it's like to truly play as Iron Man. The motive, um, and this is, I think, the part that actually makes this very interesting. Oh. The Motive Studio team is led by uh, Olivier Pr- uh, fuck. Prul. It's French. Um, <laughs> who brings experience working on past Marvel titles like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's which is uh, that's very good. Didn't you it play was, that, James? Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy was a great game. Yeah. But I thought no one wants single player games. Uh, Marvel does because it they, it builds their brand. Oh, because I saw this announcement for Iron Man. I was like, who wants this? Me. I want it. Well, I mean, we want it, but how, who wants it enough to make it profitable or will enough people want it to make it profitable? I don't know. Well, it's not Square Enix making it and they think you need like seven million copies to break even or something. Yeah. So maybe yeah, it will and- be better. Well, it's in the hands of EA, though. We don't like EA. Actually, EA is doing better these days. Oh, okay. Well, I guess they, they made they, the Redhead Star Wars game. They made the, yes, they, they made the Ginger Star Wars game. The Ginger um, Star they Wars also, game. I also believe they produce, uh, they published It Takes Two, that oh. yarn game. I can't remember. Unraveled. Unraveled. Um, yeah, EA kind of realized it's like, uh, we, we can. We'll let the sports division fleece everyone else, but to we have to keep generating new IP. So, <laughs> um, oh, okay, maybe I am and, a little and, bit more hopeful than for Iron Man. And mm-hmm. you know, you know who's an EA studio, which no. had great Iron Man like physics. Oh, Bioware with Anthem. Oh no! So if they could just. Maybe sneak over to Bioware and just take a couple of those I and I files. Just be like, I guess, yeah. Just get the flying <laughs> mechanics. Just nothing. Yeah, else. yeah. Because Anthem, listen, Anthem was a hot mess, but the way you flew around in those armors was fucking awesome. I mean, that's that would be great if they did like a sort of armor wars skin of Anthem. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I mean, it is a completely different studio, so it's not the same thing, but. You would hope that them all being under the same umbrella might make it easier to kind of share some assets, as it were. Hmm. Kojima and Horizon. Uh, oh, Charles, did you say something? Help. It was very quiet. I said, could be Kojima with Guerrilla Games. Yeah, kind of. Actually, yeah. Um, if you don't know what that is, uh, Kojima went to see Guerrilla Games and Horizon Zero Dawn, and they basically gave him the Decima engine to use for Death Stranding. Oh, yep. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so impressed with their engine, and they were like, "You know what? Please take it." He just—they gave him it on like a USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't say no to Kojima. You can't. The man's a legend. You can't. And boy, will I have more to say at the end of the podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know we, what that means. Uh, we're halfway through it, and we still got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, hey, remember how we were discussing about how games journalism is a a whole? <laughs> Except for well, us, we're good. We're the good journalists. <laughs> sure, we are. Well, uh, late last week, <laughs> it was basically Black Friday for games media, um, oh. with three, uh, oh, three, yeah. three publications slash outlets having severe layoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the remade G4 TV cancels programming. Um, on Wednesday, Comcast fired between 20 to 30 staff from the newly resurrected G4 TV. Mm-hmm. The news broke as filming was set to begin on Wednesday, catching most of the staff off guard. According to so- sources speaking to Kotaku, G4's financial situation was in- was dire with leadership and setting unrealistic revenue goals last month. Um, yeah, so I sucks for G4. You, they just started out. How do you, how do you guys want to do this? Do you want to talk about each one in turn, and then we'll go through, or do you want to go want me to do all the other two, and then we'll talk about it as a whole? Well, I don't have any emotional investment in any of them. 
Uh, I mean, I I know about the G. I know some personalities from G four and some from Fanbyte, but honestly, I don't necessarily care. So okay, I'll I'll, I'll do them all, and then we'll kind of talk about it in general. Um, and then uh, on uh, as well on Wednesday, UK publishing house Future announced a wave of layoffs across a number of outlets, including Tech Radar, uh, Gaming, Android Central. Android Central, Windows Central, and iMore. Uh, the news comes despite future reporting full year profits of 269 million pounds. That's about $306 million. Um, and according to a report from Games and according to a report from Games Industry, according to the Press Gazette, the pay gap between futures executives and the average employee is among the largest in the industry, yeah. with the CEO earning 240 times more than the medium employee salary. <laughs> Uh, oh all right uh and then <laughs> we, we we ain't done uh because on thursday last week fanbite and an outlet that i actually enjoy and have used as a source for our podcast several times uh saw basically 90 percent of its staff fired um this happened when uh editor-in-chief daniel redu tweeted that she was looking for work quote Hi, friends. I just want to say it's been a true honor and pleasure to be editor-in-chief and Fanbyte. I think we did some spe- um, special things there. Uh, aside from Redu, those affected were head of media John Warren, features editor Elise Fabis, and news editor Imran Khan, who was in Tokyo for Tokyo Game Show when they fired him. He was asleep while they laid him off. <laughs> Oh, that's so clown shoes of an organizational move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Fanbyte owned by Tencent, and uh, as has people have liked to say, Fanbyte owned by Chinese tech behemoth Tencent, which reported revenues in the area of thirty-five billion dollars last year. They didn't get it by paying people. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you don't get rich by writing checks. No. Ooh, it was a rough day last week. Um, so i i find this interesting especially the timing of it all um that it all kind of happened at the same time because i do and this is not financial advice slash not a financial advice podcast but you are seeing a lot of like companies tightening their belts i don't want to make excuses for them because they have the money but you know what i mean right yep (laughs) the revenues are going down so they're cutting staff to make sure their profit margins stay high yep that's it yeah definitely something that you hear at a lot of companies during their quarterly earnings calls Mm -hmm. about going well we're gonna tighten our belts coming up and that's what they say yeah you know which always means (laughs) we're laying somebody up the monsters it it doesn't mean that they don't have enough money it means that they don't have as much money as they want to have yeah yep um concept yeah so you know and this is the evils of capitalism and quarterly growth right every company must have an infinite growth (laughs) you can't have neutral revenue otherwise you're a failure of a company um and that's what we're seeing here i mean it was said specifically when talking about G4 TV, that there was unreasonable revenue games. And I mean, I let's be clear. I never watched the resurrected G4, but I also never watched G4 when it was on TV to begin with. I watched it when it was tech TV. And when G4 took it over, I kind of stopped watching it, honestly. And G4 TV really allowed some uh, fun programming. Um, Media Teku was the one I really liked. Yeah, I mean, there was Code Monkeys, that pixel show. Uh, I never really watched Good Monkeys. Uh, I mean, it's very 2000s humor of stuff, but I knew mean, it, was, it was charming for what it was. It's, it's four gamers talking about gaming jokes and blah, blah, blah. So you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. We all want to try to make our mark saying, hey, this is for us, for our, us. our community. Mm-hmm. And it tried. Whatever. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we won't hurt it too badly. Um, but I would say... I mean, as far as like layoffs and everything goes, I I always did find it hard to be a gaming media centric company or space, like especially if you're not independently owned. Yeah, just because like 
general news and media outlets are have troubles making money now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the idea that a niche, well, a more niche uh, media outlet like gaming, which besides uh, the idea of games, every other media outlet has like a way you could coincidentally cover the same thing. It has so much competition. How do you make that like its own independent profitable wing? It, it's very hard to do. And like, I mean, like, I mean, you could argue that that we are literally in competition with these sites. Yeah, no, with our we, podcast. That we, yeah, 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 we are absolutely. Watch yeah. out! That's it. We're coming after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but like, the difference is, we have no cares about if we make money or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, the, and that's the thing, right? So, like, if there's all these other people, and then they're like, they have to. That is their job. They have to generate enough money, not for just them to make a living wage, but for a group of people. And they are trying to create all this content that is worth that much, or at least can be seen to get investment for that much. How the fuck do you, how can you, how do you do that? Because I, I can't picture it. And like, and even G4 that tried to be like, we have original programming and also we talk about games. And you're like, yeah, but then your programming has to be so good. Mm-hmm. And like, and plus their costs are multiplied because it's not one streamer making a thing like, you know, with this low upkeep of just like having the camera and doing this thing. It's a team of professional cameramen, uh, sound people, like uh, like this whole studio's worth of staff and the personalities. And then you're only pulling a thousand. Uh, yeah. And you have to divide all that revenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I, it's it's definitely tough, and I'm not sure how you can do it. And it definitely sucks that all these people lose their jobs. It's like, you know, hopefully they find something, but uh, it's a hard market. I, I mean, the thing, too, is that you've seen from a – I would say a majority of the people laid off what I've seen on their Twitter and, you know, other communications they put out, which is like, I think I'm ready to take a break from games journalism. Yeah. Right. They they want to work into brand or PR management at like a games industry and maybe not even a games industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Just something a little more stable because it's it's a thankless job. Right. I think yeah. it's well, it's it's so difficult to just stride that line of like, I think, to be solvent in the games industry, you have to be an influencer. But to be an influencer and a journalist at the same time is very ethically rocky. And the gaming community is awful. Like you have <laughs> one bad take and you're getting death threats. Not to say people in like traditional news don't get it either, but in the gaming, I mean, look at Gamergate, right? And then that turned into a whole alt-right, you know, men's movement. Like it's insane. The gaming community sucks. Uh, so I can't even imagine trying to be a public figure in it and having a Twitter account. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. I you know better, for that G4. Andy, mm-hmm. you goddamn well better say yes. You're in, you're putting your name out there and opinions about the gaming industry. Yeah, but my <laughs> opinions are right. So no one can get upset <laughs> with me. I am I am righteous and virtuous. That's I'm true. speaking truth to power. Um, oh, but I don't hate women. <laughs> so maybe we do have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you Uh-oh. listen gamers suck but um and but it sucks to see these places gutted especially fan bites the g4 one like you know it's a whole production crew just as like charles was laying out and then the response was like don't worry we're gonna have the same amount of programming and the same amount of everything we're just less like 30 percent of our staff so yeah. now it just means everybody's working more for the same, right? And who wins? The rich. Yep. Like, and they're the telling us to be thankful. Yeah. Like it's uh, that other one where that CEO makes two hundred some more than their average. I are you two hundred fifty times the median average of his employees or their employees? Wasn't it? Let's be honest. That's a he. Wasn't it Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> Who had the rule that the owners won't make ten times more than the lowest yeah. paid? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they stuck with that. 
Because Ben and Jerry's think, makes a lot of money. I think Ben. I mean Ben and Jerry. I think still maybe because I don't think Ben and Jerry's is a public company. So yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but they also have what's my favorite one? What's my flavor? American Dream. The the Colbert. Uh, American. Yeah, the American yes, Dream. Yes, it's so good. It is really we good. We had the same favorite flavor because yes. I was like, that's that's the only one I remember. The American Dream. I was exactly. like, because it's the best one. Yeah, it is. They really knocked it out of the park. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's sad and a poor one bad. out. Yeah, I liked I liked Fanbyte, and I'm kind of sad to see it go away because it was a very good site, and you know I found it because I was a fan of Imran Khan to begin with. Um, also, this is the second time this happened to him. When he worked oh. for Game Informer, he was on location, got laid off on location. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. What about Destructoid? Destructoid, Wait, I think, has I a premium tier. What's that? Doesn't, doesn't Destructoid have like a Patreon or a premium tier or something no, like that? No, they used to, but they took it away. I used to be part oh. of it. They got bought out by some Canadian company a while ago. But Interesting. I would lo- I would lose my I would cry if Destructoid was Destructoid's oh, no. a pretty good pillar, but it's on the lower side, right? I would put them next to Rock Paper Shotgun. Right? They have the best community though. <gasps> mm-hmm. I can't think about this. I can't think about losing Detroit. No. Well, let me change your mind, Andy. Change because my let's mind. let's no, talk let's talk let's talk about evil companies some more. <laughs> Because we have some talking about NVIDIA. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So actually, when I put, uh, I forgot that NVIDIA also had a uh, showcase or something today where they released their new video cards, um, which we will talk about in a second after this. But Monday, uh, a story broke that EVGA, which is basically one of the third party graphics card manufacturers for NVIDIA, has says they will stop making graphics cards um, for NVIDIA after mistreatment, quote unquote. Oh. Um, and so in the article here from Yahoo Finance, which what a what a place, uh, quote, EVA will not carry the next generation graphic cards. EVA will continue to support the existing current generation products. EVGA will continue to provide the current generation project products. EVGA is committed to our customers and will continue to offer sales and support for the current lineup. Um, and basically, uh, why I like this article is because it gets into the reason they probably did this besides the video just being jackasses to them, um, which is the margin for graphics board, third party graphics board makers are terrible. Um, so basically NVIDIA makes about like, hold on, where's the number here? Uh, more or less, like for every graphics card sold, NVIDIA makes about 90% of the profit on it. And then like EVGA would make about 10% of the profit mm-hmm. on it. And that's like, and whereas like the power supplies EVGA makes, I think they said they make something like 200% more money in profit off those than making graphics cards. Wow. So, Yeah. It's 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 very shocking because EVGA, if you're not really into like the PC gaming area, but they were more or less the top tier. Like if you were getting an NVIDIA card, everyone would recommend you'd get EVGA. Oh, really? Because they're like the best of the best. I so it's, it was very. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually don't quite understand um, that third party makers or third parties cr- make the graphics card. Uh, they had a quote. In and how can someone okay. do it better Here. than another? Here we go. So while NVIDIA and AMD designed the GPU that sits on the board, so the like the chip, right? Mm-hmm. The actual card itself that slots into a computer is built by third parties such as EVGA, Asus, MSI, and Gigabyte. This is done separately. This is done to separate the low-margin business from the high-margin business of designing the actual chips. Um, 
this is from the article speaking with youtube channel gamer nexus evga ceo andrew han said that while graphics cards are over 80 percent of the company's business the firm makes 300 percent more of a margin on power supplies han said evga wouldn't even entertain the idea of working with intel or amd because of the inherent problems with the business model interesting yeah so this is so nvidia in one way does the hard work of making the the the, the core of it but then they hand out the busy work to everybody else yeah and 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 how you design those boards can in, impact the performance right because you lay it out a certain way you certain capacitors you know like heat uh heat dissipation and things like that you can squeeze out a couple extra like gigahertz here and there right to make it run faster if you do a good job designing the board which is what evga would do they would do a very good job designing their Mm. boards to squeeze out all of the power out of those chips as possible interesting yeah i didn't know that well sucks to suck nvidia yeah i mean again and that's you're talking about a company that like he said 80 percent of their business and they just said it's not fucking worth our time um and interestingly uh people are wondering if the news today had something to do with that (laughs) because nvidia has released the 4000 series which is the current upcoming series the 3000 was the one they released about two years ago year and a half ago um the 3090 my beautiful child that i have sitting next to me um the the dash hopes and dreams of many gamers over the pandemic friday exactly 90s yeah um something else comes along they they have announced their new uh lineup which is the 4000 series oh this article sucks where's the article news wow dear listeners let me tell you about graphics i did i did i did Uh, a bad job (laughs) yeah it is definitely a uh really important piece of uh, hardware for pc gamers to have really good graphics cards um but i'd like to tell you now if you don't have a 3090 or a 4000 series that's fine. No. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to talk about that. So here we go. The uh, 4090, the next 3090, uh, will be releasing on October 12th at a cost of $1,600. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, at the time of release, I think the 39 was 1499 So it's not actually that huge of a jump, but it's still kind of big. Enormous um, amount of money. My it is 5 was 500 and it's gorgeous yeah i don't need graphics better than the ps5 console master race Race. so here's the thing um so as we've talked about it and like nvidia software best in class right nvidia broadcast um dlss which is the it's the ai super sampling thing that makes basically it allows shitty games to run faster (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and look pretty while doing it Mm. um so they're going to release a new version of ds dlss on the 40,000 series called dlss3 which will have better you know faster better does a better job right however that will be limited to only the 4,000 series um so if you want the newest dlss implementation Get ready to drop down at minimum $800 to get a new version of your video card. Um, Because I think the 4070 was uh, announced to being at like $700 at a minimum. This is so much money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I treat now, you know, I, as I said, 3090 was like $1,500. I treat um, my hardware components like the Olympics which is yeah. every four every four years they get replaced. The GPUs, <laughs> the GPU is the Summer Olympics, and the CPU is the Winter Olympics. And you just kind of every two years you upgrade one, and they are on a four year cycle. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, 
I don't feel good about this, right? Because it's it's one of those things. Where it's like, well, I'm buying into. I bought this card. I'm like, well, I'm buying into the Nvidia ecosystem, right? I'll get all the upgrades for DLSS and all that. And I understand that there can be like hardware reasons why this, you know, DLSS three is sure. limited mm-hmm. to only the new cards, mm-hmm. but that's on them to really yeah. kind of think about how to be like, all right, well, yeah, DLSS three prime runs only on the new cards, but you have like compatibility version that runs on the old cards or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're really kind of like trying to twist your arm and go, don't you want the best? Don't you want to buy our new card? But you bought the best last year and you paid $1,500. Like how can you ask that much? Well, here's the thing. You can ask however much you want. It just right. matters if people pay it and they do yeah. and they do. Um, yeah, they do. Um, I would also say part of the interesting, um, how to phrase this. What's interesting about this is if you've been following the crypto scene, um, which you may or may not be, um, cryptocurrency in general has crashed <laughs> mm-hmm. like way down low. Um, and also Ethereum, which is, I want to say it's the second it's the second most popular cryptocurrency. I think so. Yeah, has switched from a proof I can't remember what the exact terminology is, but they switched from a model where you mine it, which is, you know, where people would get thousands or hundreds of fucking GPUs and have them crunching fucking numbers all day long to get awarded coins. Um, they switched to a model where that is no longer feasible. Right. So you don't do that anymore. You don't have to buy all these GPUs up to fucking crunch all this math to get cryptocurrency. So there is this kind of idea now of like, well, the GPU companies have gotten fucking used to people buying up their 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 supply of like as fast as possible because Mm -hmm. people are using it for cryptocurrency. Seeing it go down, they're like, we have to up our margins because we're going to have to make up that slack of people. You know, if if we're not going to sell every possible unit, then we have to make more money per unit. So there is this kind of interest that maybe because of the crypto crash, they're raising their prices and trying to encourage people to buy new cards because their their projections are they're not going to sell as many. We have a friend that works at NVIDIA. We should yell at him. Yeah, it's fun. You should. You should. I'm sure he makes these decisions. They make these decisions. They do. Well, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) They've worked on some of this stuff. I just, I can't. I just, I feel like this. No, 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 no. This isn't a fair generalization. But I always hear, you know, like, oh, PCs are the best. They're module. You save money. You're you're such an idiot for buying a console. It's like, no, look at how stupid and broken this whole ecosystem is. Because even if, oh, I can buy an older card for cheaper, like the FOMO is insane. Insane. On a console, I know I have the finest. In a PC, I know that next year I'm $1,500 behind having the finest. (laughs) And it it just me. And if I buy that next year, I'm $1,500. It's so insane to me that anyone would argue granted okay let me eat my words because backwards compatibility psvr2 (laughs) is not backwards compatible Mm. oh yeah we don't have time to go over that but Uh, i had a place in my budget for the psvr2 that money is going somewhere else uh, yeah, we didn't have time. We're not going to have time to go over that today. But yeah, the, Sony did announce that oh, PSVR 2 will not be backwards compatible with PSVR titles. Uh, <laughs> so get ready to rebuy Beat Saber again. Uh, <laughs> what about Space Channel 5 VR? Huh? <laughs> that, one, that one too. Um, <laughs> They're not going to remake uh, it. I think I'm the only one who bought it. <laughs> Well, we are running out of time, and we have at least two more stories that I want to talk about. So, oh, that's nice. That's, I have stuff I want to talk about too, but I guess not. Okay, <laughs> yours is evergreen. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I, my takes will only stay so fresh. 
<laughs> you can they can only get more nuanced as there's more um exactly but as we discussed last week uh the day after our podcast at 6 a.m i did wake up to pee and then i did watch the <laughs> rio gogotoku summit which was a bunch of japanese men sitting around answering questions in japanese but while they were doing that they did show a couple trailers um one of which is the announcement trailer for yakuza 8 i don't uh, want it Okay, weird. Um, <laughs> the, tra- the trailer shows uh, Yakuza 7. Actually, also, first thing, most important thing, before we even get that far. Um, going forward, all Yakuza titles in America will be called Like a Dragon, which is what they were always called in Japan. Yeah, but I didn't know that. They, they, they branded them as Yakuza in America, and now I think they're just going to try to get them together. Um, so for now on, we're still going to call them Yakuza games, yeah. <laughs> but they previewed the trailer for like a dragon eight, um, with the, Oh, Ka- uh, Kazuya, which is the pr- protagonist for Kiryu. seven, eight, oh. no oh, yeah, yeah, seven yeah. and Kiryu, the, the protagonist of the first six games, uh, coming back and looking like he's had a midlife crisis. Yeah. He's all yeah, salt he's- and pepper now. No, that looks like dyed. He has dyed hair. And oh, it's also he like really? he's old. He has a kid. He's old now. He's uh, 51, I believe, at the time of release at this game. Oh, because the uh, Yakuza like a dragon games are always set in the year that they are released. Mm-hmm. So if, if he's re- if this game is released in 2021, I think he'll be 51 um, or 2023. Excuse me. Um, so. That's interesting that they're bringing it back. They said the game will still be turn-based, so Kiryu will be doing turn-based combat. But that's not all they announced. They showed more trailers for that Ishin game. Still looks great. Um, the the uh, Like a Dragon Ishin game, the Feudal Japan Yakuza game with the characters from Yakuza. Um, one other piece is while they said they will have full localization, they won't have an English voice cast. Mm-hmm interesting and they said the reason they felt comfortable doing it was because of how well ghost of tsushima did yeah yeah i wonder i don't know how goofy the in the whatever it is uh inshen ishen ishen yeah and it's i mean it'll be as goofy as any sure yakuza game is um and they also announced like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name, which will be a Kiryu game set in between Yakuza six and seven. I'm still calling it like a dragon just takes longer. (laughs) Uh, um, And it will be, they said this will be a smaller game. It will be a uh, beat em up game like the previous games, not a turn based. And it will be about half the size of a mainline game. So there will be three, three Yakuza games coming up in the near future. I just wanted the new one to be just Ichiban. I don't want Kiryu in this. Okay. I don't know who he is, but I don't want to play as him. Oh, Andy, you really should go back and play at least play zero because zero really gets you there. But Ichiban is great. Ichiban is great. I just want him. <sighs> we'll see. It, it'll still probably be good. It'll probably be great. <laughs> It will be great. It will be Um, great, but I don't, I just, I thought Kiryu was supposed to be done. We've had him for 20 (laughs) years. Let's put him to rest. He's 51. He's an old man. Well, maybe they have a story they want to tell because they're releasing this, this Gaiden game and they're adding him into eight. So maybe there's like some story they think is interesting that they want to tell. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. Almost every Yakuza story is super interesting. Yeah. No, they, they like, always do a great job. Most like I can think about two or three of the storylines that are kind of like eh, Yakuza two and five particularly. Mm-hmm. But what's up, Charles? Oh, no, I don't think he. Oh, I was saying <gasps> something. Or did what's up? Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> and also they didn't announce this at the summit, but uh Judgment and Lost Judgment are available on Steam right now, uh, which is incredible because we never thought that the uh, talent agency that used uh, what's his face? Oh, I can't remember the the main character's face or name. 
But the main character of the Judgment series, the, the talent agency would never let him use his face on PC, but apparently they decided they liked money more. So those are out on PC now. Um, and one other thing that came out too was that they talked about the Switch um, Yakuza games from beat em up to turn based. And they said they will use whatever system serves its story, even if it means making a party game. And I believe it because half of Yakuza 5 was a rhythm game. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you play as Haruka and she's be and she's learning to become an idol in Osaka. And a lot of it's just playing a rhythm game. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, it's not, Andy. It's really no? Oh, I mean, you might like it, but I was like, I, I can't get done with game. these parts fast enough. Mm-hmm. So that was the RGG Summit. And in further Sega news, oh, oh. Atlas doesn't give a shit about your expectations. Um, oh, if you no. remember sometime about last year. Oh, God, this is in Japanese. Uh, that's all right. Um, it basically uh, says, oh, go ahead. I, I got it. I was just burping. <laughs> um <laughs> As we talked about this big year-long 25th anniversary celebration of Persona that would end with the uh, with this uh, what is it orchestral symphony event musical event that's like that's probably where they'll announce Persona Six and it'll be a whole thing because that's what they did with Persona Five. Uh, Alice has come out and said, "No, we're not announcing any new games at this. Don't ask us about it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck was the point of making this big 25th anniversary celebration when you have not talked about a single fucking game? Yep. There's always a concert. Like, it's just an expectation now. Anything has an anniversary, there's a concert. But give us something or nothing. Just tell us Persona's done. Give us another Catherine. We don't need another Persona. No, thanks. I still think, I mean, we still had that weird image that where like white was the next yeah, color in the right. persona thing. <gasps> and um, we were going to say it's about religion, separation of church and state. Let's go. No, it's about those worthless adults. <laughs> it is. Well, listen, those worthless adults indoctrinating us when we didn't have a choice. <gasps> think of all the trauma Char- that brings. I want Charles. it. Now I want persona six. Do you want to talk about gaming podcasts for five minutes or would you rather hold it off for a time when there's not 18 stories that we had to go over in one week? Dude, I could talk about it for five minutes. There's so many gaming podcasts. You forgot there's Kojima's, but then there's also Sakurai's uh, daily gaming development blogs, right? Which is really good. No, I know, but what I'm saying also, is do you want to save? Do you want to do that condensed and we'll never talk about it again? Or would you like to save it for next week when we will hopefully have less stories? I, I mean, I don't care about the other stories. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, let me tell you about uh, Masahiro Sakurai's uh, gaming blog thing, video vlog, mm-hmm. because uh, famously he stopped tweeting about daily Super Smash Brothers stuff. And then it was like, that's done. But then surprisingly, what he did was he created a new YouTube channel where he talks about video game uh, tips and development designs, which I thought were really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, illustrating, like normally all these videos are like two to three minutes long. They're just like, if you're doing games, you're doing this because, you know, here's the importance of frame rate. This is a, here's the importance of input lag uh, and and. um you know, the importance of if you're doing something momentum, like momentous in your game, slow the game down and allow your play, allow the players to feel the impact of what's going hap- what's happening. Uh, so he talks about all these interesting stuff and it's like it's in Japanese, but like, you know, there's that nice uh, English subtitles that help explain everything. And he has a video that kind of goes like, here's a contrast of what it feels like with this or doing this. And you're like, OK. That's really good. Like, and then you get to better appreciate all these games that do have it. And, um, I think he hasn't really shown other games that do it, but he kind of tells you, like, you know, this is what you do. In contrast, oh. Kojima created his uh, podcast brain structure. Of course, it's um, and he, you know, and while Sakurai noted developer of Super Smash Brothers. Kojima is the developer for many games such as Metal Gear Solid, uh, PT, and um, Death Stranding, um, all very talk-worthy and noteworthy games. Um, his podcast is bad. 
<laughs> oh no! It, really? It is incredibly, incredibly dry, and barely gives you any good insight. Uh, uh, this is the you know we've always joked about you know that Kojima has to have a you know a very uh, big head on things. Mm. This podcast is literally showcasing all of that. It like they're and they're thirty minutes long each. And it's like uh, he has a he has an automated voice asking him questions, and he then he answers them. So there's no dynamic between the podcaster and him. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, it's and it's kind of rough because you can kind of hear the Japanese underneath it, and you could kind of be like, okay, that's what he's saying. Then he needs to, then like that's what the vo- robotic voice is saying, and then this is what is, goes on, and it's just kind of like, my God, the second episode he was talking about, nope. <laughs> oh. the film and like and kojima is known for being a giant uh audio uh, film nerd film file yeah yeah whatever cinephile but like uh and i know the message he was definitely trying to tie it all up back into games but it was very hard <laughs> to 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 get through it all and together um and i've the thing is, on his Twitter account, Kojima has shown that he was talking to Jordan Peele, the director of Nope. He uh, did. Which, really? Yeah, which makes it feel kind of rough for me just because I go, Kojima, is this podcast just you kind of do this long troll hint about what you're making? Huh? Or Probably. Like, where, what, how useful is this podcast trying to be to, as an insight to things? Because, like, it's, it's, I, the reason it's called brain structure is to get into the mind of Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mind is uh, truly unique. <laughs> um, that, you know, maybe I'll, I'd rather just see the completed product rather than the making of. Mm. But um, isn't, this is, he's a Spotify exclusive. He's supposed he to be the new Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't think anybody else said that. No. <laughs> Was he high during this? Oh, what else does Joe Rogan do? Do was he spouting conspiracy theories? Well, Joe Rogan hosts the Fear Factor closer to the mic radio. Mm -hmm. uh, Does uh, martial arts Mm -hmm. and uh, some does stand up comedy, Mm -hmm. Um, and then conspiracies. He's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, he's really bad for the world, (laughs) but Kojima isn't. Well, he's getting paid a lot of money. I know he really likes movies, so I guess I'm not surprised he's talking about movies. You know what? Maybe Kojima is boring in person. <gasps> Maybe he's just not fun to hang out with, which is fine. Maybe. He creates brilliant stuff, but maybe he just – I don't want to say he sucks. Maybe he's well, just we- boring. Well, we'll talk about how Andy's a fake fan of Kojima. No, no, that doesn't make me a fake fan. (laughs) On another episode of Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a news show. I've been your host, James. Hmm. I don't know. I actually don't have one this week. (laughs) (laughs) I guess James, the man who erased his name, Hartwell. (laughs) It's a Yakuza reference. Um, And I've been joined by... Charles, man who started and finished Reggie Fizami's book disrupting the game about Nintendo and his uh, career in while waiting three hours in line in TSA. Uh, Yaman, how was that? Uh, really good. I was going to talk about it too, but we don't have time. <laughs> we'll talk about next week. Next week. <laughs> That's it. No, I, my, I'm not going to have any thoughts about it next week. <laughs> That's it. Right. And I've been joined by Andy. Oh goodness, Burpy Baby. <laughs> Okay. I'm burping all over the place, you guys. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.